and welcome to Film Run File. Hello and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Pokemon, the first movie. I'm Gav. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. I'm Austin. And I'm Alex. (laughs) It's so good to have Alex back. It is. is. Welcome back, Alex. (laughs) And uh, just like Pokemon, the first movie, our training is over. No, that's not a good one, is it, this week? We had training. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it's yet to begin. (laughs) There was another one I could have used, which was, who am I, where am I, which I think, coincidentally, is what Bruce is probably saying this morning after his international 10-day holiday slash binge has finally come to an end, (laughs) Um, which is why he's not here with us today, and in fact, he's going to be replaced by our good friend Steve in... Hello. Hello, Steve. Sorry, I've got, I've got some biscuits in my mouth. Um, seriously, though, if you've never heard this show before, then hold on to your Pokeballs because you're in for a treat. Are they called Pokeballs? Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why are you shaking Everybody your head? Else knows what you meant <laughs> the, the innuendo is there. <laughs> Listen, right, okay, right. Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a caption contest, a quiz, some questionable impressions, some subpar xylophone playing, some silly sound effects, and a whole lot of banter. This week's film, as I mentioned before, is Pokemon, the first movie. Ozzy, I don't have a Pokemon sound effect. I choose you! <laughs> when I heard the tone, when I heard the tone, I thought that was going to be a Pokemon, but no, no. <laughs> oh, well done. Okay, so should you catch them all or should you wear protection? That's what we're going to find out today. Um, just to say that this will be a very spoilerific episode, so if you haven't seen it yet, you can either listen to this episode after you've watched it, it's available on Amazon Prime for about £3.50, or Aussie, uh, but <laughs> overly also, expensive. It's also HD on Amazon for... Uh, for- £7.99. Oh, wow, you, wow, you pumped for the HD version as well. Well done, mate. Isn't the Blu-ray only like three quid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz this week. It is brought to us by Austin. And we will highlight that in the comments section below. I assume it's brought to us by Austin. The look he's given me right now is a sort of look that says... It I will be brought will to be. us by Austin. I've got a good quiz ready for this. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Right, so if you've... Uh, oh, sorry, uh, before we go on, our last film on trial was Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. <laughs> God. Are you looking for your Crossroads yeah, I sound can't, effect? I can't, I can't find it. Oh, anyway. Wasn't it Austin? Just oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I've got it, I've got it. Uh, was uh, Crossroads. <laughs> you suck, you suck. <laughs> okay dave you mm-hmm. judged that trial and deemed that it should be placed on the hit list you've yeah. since gone away and watched that film did you make the right call no <laughs> no with regret i think i made the right call based on the arguments that were given to me i think austin did a great job prosecuting it but gav i've got to hand it to you, you did a very good job defending that um normally for me when i put things on the hit list or the shit list it's like 50 it's like 50 50 and whichever side it leans towards i'll give it either way um this one i'd say fell short considerably it's <laughs> but but the big thing to take away from it is gav is right and i think everyone agreed on this point it's not as bad as people made out it's not as terrible as people would have you believe so even though it may not be great it may not be that good it's still not as bad as people would have you think yeah i, th- I think maybe one of the reasons that i liked it so much was the fact i went into it thinking it was going to be absolute dog shit and i was pleasantly surprised it wasn't terrible i don't think it's on the right list but it wasn't terrible well, thank you very much for that, Dave. Uh, I still think that it's a fantastic film and recommend everyone should watch it for free on YouTube um, or, or by the HD version. Uh, anyway, so before we go on, let us have a little bit of news. Right, this, this, this ain't going to go well. Hang on. <laughs> oh, 
I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> Told you you should have done Digimon instead. <laughs> I, I've, never, I've never watched Pokemon. I've never played Pokemon. I've never danced Pokemon. I, I mean, I, 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 apparently that was the Pokemon theme. I fucked it up. I'm sorry. Uh, so what? Didn't even get close. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Pokemon, gotta catch them all. See, yeah, that was bad. Is that better? Okay. Yeah, that was fun. That was good, yeah. Right, so what we do here is we go around in a circle and we talk about the week's biggest news. So uh, starting with uh, the trailer for the new Child's Play film has just been released. And, you know, I think it looks all right. Uh, this is a new uh, version of the film. So this is a complete remake. Uh, so the original kind of creator, Don Mancini, uh, all the cast, Brad Dourif, Jennifer Tilly, they aren't on board and they've actually expressed massive disinterest in it. But on board, you've got Brian T- T- Tyree Henry, uh, Aubrey Plaza, and also Chucky is going to be voiced by Mark Hamill. So, I mean, one of the questions I've got, Dave, is are you excited for this project? And secondly, are, are you happy with it? Do you think that it should be made? uh in in order yes and no i think it sounds good on the surface i think you know mark hamill fantastic voice actor anyone who's listened to or watched batman the animated series knows that he's a fantastic voice actor and it's a great cast that you mentioned there as well you know the project you know on its own sounds great but the fact that everyone else who was involved in the original is so set against it is very disappointing and i think you know we should respect uh, the fact that the creator doesn't want this to happen, which is which is a real shame, to be honest with you, because it does sound like it's got potential. But um, it, it, am I right to think this entered the public domain or something, or the copyright expired or something on those lines? Or? I think it's it must be to do with the copyright expiring because there's not only this in production at the moment or, or post-production, there's also another version of a Child's Play remake called Charles, which is in... Uh, well, it's currently in production at the moment and that's going to be released at this around about the same time so you've got those two and you've got an adaptation of the film um, which is going to be made into a tv show starring all the original people so that's going to be a continuation of the story i think well charles could be like a weird uh, gritty reboot where, it, where he starts off as charles and he becomes chucky I think or that, maybe that, it's like a starring Hawking Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a, like an English version, and he's like got a, a posh, poshly spoken dog. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> With a monocle, yeah. no top. He's got to have a top out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, okay, right. Well, uh, well, thank you very much for that. Okay, so moving swiftly on to news that Bad Boys Three has just wrapped production. So Will Smith shared a photo on his Instagram account, I believe, and um, we're going to going to post-production now so soon there's going to be a lot of promotion for it i think the question everybody wants to know joel is should we care about bad boys 3 in 2019 has it been too long of a gap between the second one and the third one and what do you think this new one will offer um bad boys 3 is for me kind of like um you know the fast and the furious you don't watch it for the plot or anything like that you watch it for the explosions and for the action and for all that ridiculous stuff that, that goes on so i think it'll be all right you know, Will Smith doesn't really do enough of that these days. He's done a lot of kind of serious stuff in between Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys 3. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of, uh, you know, cautiously looking forward to it. So let's see what happens. I think Martin Lawrence is probably looking forward to it more because I can't remember the last thing he actually did. Bad Boys 2? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say Blue Streak. and That was, that was way before. before that. <laughs> no, no, he's, yeah, he's done a lot of Blue Streaks since then, to be honest with you. Okay, so thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, moving swiftly on, so once again, we don't have Alex with us, uh, but we do have Dave, and it's time for <laughs> Dave's Film Feels. <laughs> I mean, I, I I thought you were gonna do it. I thought you were gonna do. You, you moved your phone up to the mic. I I can do it. I can do it. Can we can we pause this one second? I'll just get the. Uh... <laughs> I'll <Wow>. take it. <laughs> I mean, that just goes on and on and on. I'll, I'll take it. It's, it's a bit like I died in battle, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week's film feel, again, in the absence of Alex, is your favorite animal sidekick. Really all I could think of without going down the anime oh. route, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, animal sidekick in film. Hit me. Um, first one I can think of is uh, 
I think mainly because we've just been told about Will Smith, but uh, Will Smith's dog in I Am Legend. Love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a dog. What a terrible do- end to a dog. Is Sam? Is that yeah, Samantha, yeah. Yeah. Samantha, yeah. He tried to adopt that dog after filming Bob but he, the but owners. he'd already shot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you'll find he choked it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, I actually left the cinema at that scene. I was, Did you? Yeah, yeah, I was terrified. Yeah, well, the rest of the film. I've, I've since watched the rest of the film and I'm not sure why I bothered. I'm about to go back to watch it. <laughs> Um, sticking with the theme of dogs what about uh, Baxter from Anchorman like it or Max yeah. from The Grinch oh yeah I just like dog sidekicks apparently tiny, tiny <laughs> dog sidekicks Milo from The Mask oh yeah, yeah, yeah. tiny dogs yeah. T- tiny dogs tiny dogs oh, tiny, tiny dogs, dogs. <laughs> and, and, and very tidy and as tiny well. dog, yeah. groomed no groomed what about um, Pegasus from Hercules love it oh yeah absolutely being right. outside the box yeah, enough of them dogs. Was there ever a <laughs> Toto, Toto, goddammit. <laughs> what about Frazier's dog? Did he have a, have a movie? Moose. Uh, he should. He should have. Oh, was that? That was his real name. Oh, that yeah. was the the acting yeah. dog. Yeah. And Enzo, Moose's kid. I mean, right, right. I know a lot about uh, <laughs> Frazier's dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd have to go for uh, Ludo from uh, Labyrinth because oh, he's, yeah. he's brilliant. Yep. Oh, yeah, he talks to rocks, which is just the best superpower I've ever. <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. Must be at the middle of the channel. God knows how many volts of lightning out of your cheeks or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's well better than being a tiny mouse. Yeah. Do you yeah. Thank Dave, you guys. Dave, what did you say yours? Uh, I'll, I'll go with Toto. I was more interested to hear everybody else's. But I'll go with a, I'll go with a, a cinematic classic. Another dog? Another dog. Yeah. Another tiny dog at that, yeah. 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 Oh, we love our tiny dogs on Film Sunshine. <laughs> Uh, okay, so thank you very much for that, Dave. Uh, unfortunately, we'll be returning to Alex's film fields next oh, week. Oh, um, but with hell. it comes its usual fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that to look forward to at least. So on to the bulk of the show. This week's film mentioned before is Pokemon, the first movie. Ozzy? I choose you! <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, and it's uh, been picked... I might have watched the wrong film, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So the film has been picked out of the hat at random. It was suggested to us by Thomas Meehan. So thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, all of the roles have also been picked out of the hat at random. So acting as defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be Joel. Joel is just like a Jigglypuff. <laughs> just by opening his mouth, he has the ability to send people to sleep. <laughs> now, in the role of prosecution and trying to get this film placed on their shit list is Dave. Dave is a bit like Gengar mischievous, often malicious, who often lurks in dark alleys and licks people. <laughs> I, I can't argue with it. I guess I'll have to take it. Now, just like real court advocates, Joel and Dave will be making the best case for their roles. These may or may not be their real opinions, however, so do stay tuned to the end of the show to hear their real thoughts. Now, in the role as of character witnesses and lending their genuine opinions to each argument are Ozzy and Steve. Sorry, I haven't written this down. I've just going to come up with something. It's okay. So Ozzy is just like Squirtle. He's small, bald, and when he feels threatened, he tends to release a liquid. <laughs> and Stee is just like Mewtwo, constantly pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably the Pokemon I'd pick to describe as well. But with ultimate power. <laughs> so which means this week I have the most important role as I'll be playing the judge. I'm just like wheezing. Filled with toxic gases. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just assume all these are correct. I got them off the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, okay. You've been um, pretty spot on so yeah, far. Thanks, thanks. I mean, I, I know literally nothing about Pokemon. Uh, so now I must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to me and not using my own opinion, which, as I said before, is good because I know fuck all about Pokemon. So it's, it's all yours to lose, guys. Um, now before we get started i think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about so why not spin the wheel of impressions so here we read the synopsis in of the of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film this week it has landed on ozzy so i mean you did such a fucking good job before mate so how do we want Ozzy to read off the synopsis here, guys? I'd say Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say Meowth. Well, it doesn't matter what you were going to say. No, actually, hang on. Pikachu it's... can really only say Pika and Chew. Yeah. I... But, but you can do it in a really high-pitched voice. <laughs> okay. okay. Hang on. How, how does gonna... Meowth speak? He just talks like a normal dude. Oh, does he? Do Pikachu? Oh, he's kind of like... 
He's like, what? Pika, 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 Pikachu. Chuchu, Pikachu, Pikachu. Pika, pika, Pikachu. Pikachu. And it, it sounds like Pikachu needs a... Pika, pika. <laughs> pika, pika. <laughs> well, that's cleared that up. But we all, I'm glad we're all up so to date glad, on the plot. So glad you committed to that as well. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I hope you guys actually give me some details as to what this film's about in your arguments because i got no fucking idea. That was it. That sums it up perfect. Yeah, you got all the plot points in. Okay, right. Well, thank you very much, guys. So without further hesitation, let me kick off proceedings. So starting with, I think we'll start with a bit of defense. So, Joel. All right. Well, uh, don't sound too enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, I, you know, you may not have seen, but this film, from professional critics anyway, gets, gets a bit of a bad, bad rack, shall we say. Um, but similar to Crossroads, like, it, it's received a massive amount of hate for no real reason i mean could it be better like almost definitely but you know what film couldn't you say that about um to start off with the animation is beautiful especially for the time you know the kind of late 90s early 2000s it's ahead of its time in many ways in that in that respect um and one thing the critics don't understand this isn't like a plug and play film it's not like you can just put this on, you know, like Finding Nemo and anybody will just enjoy it. It's for Pokemon fans. And when this came out, Pokemon was massive. It was a huge, huge craze. And for those fans, you know, it was it was something pretty special. Uh, the story, it's relatively simple, but that's absolutely fine. Because, you know, when you're 10 to, you know, whatever age you're old, boy or girl, all you're watching this fil- film for is the Pokemon. And kind of watching the Pokemon come to life... You know, everybody's played the games, read the comics, whatever. Um, you know, watching them come to life, perform their signature moves. Uh, you know, it's an excitement that the critics just do not understand and, and they can't understand because they weren't, you know, they weren't, they didn't grow up with it. They weren't childhood fans. Um, and this movie as well is is really quite impressive in the way that it's mixed in life lessons with genuine emotion. And that's pretty difficult to do in a kid's movie. Um, you know, at the end of the film... Ash sacrifices himself to save his friends. He basically gets turned to stone. And that kind of sets off a chain of events that leads to Mewtwo, who's the main bad guy. He basically says it, it's not about kind of where he's from. It's going to be his choices in future that, that define him, which is it's kind of a really powerful message, especially when you consider the age group that this is aimed at, you know, the, at a really impressionable age at that point. Um, and obviously the lesson from this film is that violence is never the answer and kind of, you know, what parent wouldn't want their, their child to, uh, you know, easily perceive this from that film because it is a, it's a very easy message to understand, not hidden under layers or anything like that, like sometimes uh, you might get in like a Pixar film. Uh, another good point is that it expands on a lot of the lore in Pokemon and, you know, as a fan, just that, that that's a really interesting thing as well you know just learning more about the characters obviously the game when it came out was a very very simple game you know on the game boy there's only so much you can do with that it flashes out the characters it flashes out the worlds you know even the villains uh the oh, shit i can't even remember the name what, what the villains called team, rocket. Team, rocket. team rocket that's the one they <laughs> are fleshed out and they're given more screen time and some backstory the soundtrack as well very memorable uh very very good entirely fitting for the film and the franchise and not that this really has any bearing, but it was a massive box office uh, success as well. It topped uh, the chart in its opening weekend and eventually grossed over 175 million. It also sold 10 million home video units in the United States, which is something really that doesn't happen that often for a film, a post-release to sell so many units in terms of VHS. And it actually earned 50 8 million in the year 2000 just from VHS sales. Uh, so all in all, you know, very, very impressive. And that, as I say, if you're a Pokemon fan, then this film is definitely something that you're going to love. You bastard. Sorry, I've just put a cookie in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were winding down. <laughs> I think that's pretty impressive, to be fair. 50 million sales in the year 2000 on VHS. I mean, was anybody still buying VHSs in 2000? 
Apparently so. Evidently, yeah. I think I'd got this on VHS. <laughs> How many times did you buy this? <laughs> 10 million. Right, okay, so uh, moving swiftly under Dave before I choke on this. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, Joel makes some good points. It was a box office success, but as we know, um, box office success does not equal uh, a good film. It was slated by critics, which we also know, um, and it is going to be remade, I believe, this summer. I think it might be being released with new CGI graphics. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I believe so, um, which which might imply, maybe, that the, the original could do with a little bit of updating. Uh, the animation that Joel mentioned is fine. They took it up a notch from the TV series, which had preceded it. Um, so, yeah, the animation, it, it's fine for the time. I wouldn't say it's fantastic. I wouldn't say it's poor. It's just, it's okay. Um, now, the film's target audience, like Joel says, it, it's not just Pokemon fans, it's kids. Kids that are familiar with the Pokemon franchise. Uh, anyone not already familiar with Pokemon should not begin that familiarization here. It launches into the story headfirst without any real explanation of who everyone is. You're just expected to know. You're expected to be able to to keep up, which is fine in one respect. As this is to be treated as a, a bigger in, a installment of a bigger story, but it still alienates anyone who doesn't have that much of an understanding about the Pokemon universe. When the film was made, Pokemon was on the crest of a wave. Like Joel said, it was huge. Uh, it was a huge worldwide phenomenon. And I feel the writers relied too heavily on that. They wrote this film with the assumption that everyone would continue uh, to be well-versed in Pokemon into the future. As we know, that that is not the case. You know, the, the franchise's popularity has waned considerably. Pokemon Go is huge, but that doesn't really bring anyone up to speed on the story or the key characters within. It just kind of familiarizes you with the monsters again. But it's... Um, so I think they relied too heavily on the fact that Pokemon would be in the forefront of everyone's mind and people would still be familiar with it years down the line. The writing is not great. I'm prepared to give the writers the benefit of the doubt and say that um, you know some of it may have literally become lost in translation from the original Japanese. But I don't think we can completely left them up the, off the hook. Joel mentioned the morals of this film and I feel it verges on the preachy at times and it, you know it's, it's sometimes condescending dialogue as well it's like the, where Mew comes to his realization uh, Mew too sorry comes to his realization it's like I see now the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant it is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are and it's like yeah there's a nice moral in there for the kids but I think kids these days you give them a bit more credit you don't need to spell it out for them it doesn't need to be that on the nose you, you know you don't want to overcomplicate the dialogue but uh, you know you, you can get the message across without having to be so patronizing uh, and the film contains unfortunate combinations of being slightly too complicated for its audience. Um, the, the idea of cloning, where Mewtwo's origins are explained. It's, it gets a little philosophical and a little too deep, I think, for most kids, you know. Um, but at the same time, the morals, like I mentioned before, are spelt out and oversimplified. Uh, so dumbing down its anti-violence message, which is a bizarre message for it to put out, seeing as the whole franchise depends on people collecting monsters and pitting them against each other in battle for personal prestige, you know, and then it comes out with this, oh, fighting is wrong. And it goes against the whole moral standpoint, where the, the whole premise of the franchise of Pokemon. Kind of a bizarre effort, I, I believe. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah, that, that's me done. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> just what, just one quick point on what Dave said. Yeah. Uh, so the story, um, it's actually a continuation of the TV series. So it's kind of like, um, you know, like Dragon Ball, for example. It's not like you can just watch the film and it's fine. You have to have watched the TV series. I don't know what Dragon Ball is either. <laughs> you, shouldn't be, anime. you shouldn't be alive if you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised you don't know what it is. Oh, is it like um, the On the Buses film? That yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly like, like On the Buses. <laughs> but it's, it's on a dragon instead. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So, so when you watch On the Buses, the film, you know who the characters are from the TV show. Yeah, if you've exactly. not watched the TV series, what's the point? Exactly, okay. Um, but yeah, all right, okay. So um, Joel, just a very, very quick one for you. You mentioned these life lessons uh, and Dave said that they're over, over um, complicated. Um, some over, of them are over, over preachy, Dave. Uh, over, mm -hmm. over preachy as well. I mean, do, do you get that message at all? No, I wouldn't say they're over preachy. I would just say that they're very simple. Like Dave read out the quote there, like it, it's impossible not to, you, you know, like I, I mentioned in my point, it's impossible not to understand the message. And I think, uh, you know, that's what they were aiming for. You know, like, like I said at the start as well, could they have done it better? Yeah, probably. But um, 
you know, just enjoy that cherry Pepsi. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was the slowest opening of a bottle of cherry Pepsi. Jesus, man, that went on for ages. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Something was trying to get into my yeah, brain. Just, I was looking up above me. I was like, is that hissing? Is that the boiler? Yeah. <laughs> just when you thought bit. this podcast was getting professional, no, guys, we are right back to it. Eating while we're talking, having drinks when other people are talking. Gav we're needs all to be hydrated. Yeah, yeah. It's all Gav. <laughs> I, I, I thought somebody had released a Pokemon then with all that hissing. <laughs> Um, okay, well, th- thank you very much for that, Joel. So, I, I suppose I've got to ask the character witnesses: which side of the arguments do you do you um, kind of fit with, sit with, fit with either one of them? Uh, Austin, do you do you think that the 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 tone is a bit off? Do you think that it's sort of overly complicated for kids to enjoy, but it's also quite patronising and on the nose? I think. Um... Certainly, I, we're not trying to talk for for kids as such, but um, watching it again in, in 2019 at the ripe old age of 32, yeah, maybe it's a little bit patronising, a little bit tedious because of the way it talks. But I remember watching this like, as a kid when it came out, and um, I don't remember it feeling patronised at all. I was really excited by it. I was into the I was into the TV series, and this was just a continuation. It was in the same vein as it was just like a. It was like a, a really long episode of the TV series, you know, and it, so it, it felt okay. It was the same vein. It was the same um, it's the same tone. It was the same dialogue. So, so you were used to it by then. As a kid in 1999, you enjoyed it? Yeah, I was used to it. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. Uh, Steve, same question, really? I mean, I'd, I'd have to agree with Ozzy, um, but there are valid points on both sides. Steve's still into it now. Look yeah, at yeah, him. massively. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the first time I've seen him not in a Pokemon t-shirt. <laughs> since oh, since 1999. <laughs> it's the, the same, same t-shirt. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the animation for 1999 was definitely good for a 1999 film. Um, it was a step up from what the uh, uh, the anime, like the TV show, was. Um, it could have been better, but I don't think they had the budget for it or something. But yeah, uh, it's definitely for the fans, like hundred percent. Like like Ozzy said, like if you've watched the TV show, then you go straight into the film and not. Not bat an eyelid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if you've never seen it before and you were to watch this, oh yeah, you, you will have feel a it's clunky dialogue because that's yeah. the translation is quite clunky. Yeah. Okay, I, I still have no idea really what this film is about so because your synopsis was complete bullshit. <laughs> 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 so, so essentially, what my the translation of my synopsis was. Um, oh please, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> expand it as well because the short one is, is quite short. But um, but basically, there's a group of scientists who've been commissioned by some unknown character um to. To, to clone a Pokemon. They've found their, um, an ancient relic of a, the, the world's first Pokemon, the oldest Pokemon known to man, and they um, they start cloning it to try and work out what it is. Okay. They try and make it into a super version of that Pokemon, and then it goes wrong. Uh, then, are are the, um, the people who've commissioned it, do they turn out to be Team Rocket by any chance? No, no Team Rocket oh. do not turn out to be that at all. Does but but he, does, he does grab Mewtwo after it escapes its lab and then oh, try, right. he weaponizes it. If yeah, I'm but right. that's not Team Rocket. That's a different man. That is that is yeah, the leader yeah, of Team I, Rocket because he's got the Persian. Guy. Yeah, it's Giovanni. He's oh, the guy it? that, that heads that. Team Rocket. <laughs> I completely missed that. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! So he, he, is, he is connected. He is connected. And last point: uh, the moral's been oversimplified. It is a kids' film. Mm-hmm. So, but I do agree. As a thirty-two-year-old. It is massively oversimplified. Okay, a really, really quick one as well. So last week we had the discussion about whether we should sort of buy in fully to critical response to a film. I mean, we all spoke about Crossroads being sort of overly slated for no good reason, really. I mean, some of the some of the um, reviews that I mentioned were written by people who hadn't even seen the film. Do you think that this film suffers the same thing? I mean, Joel mentioned that, it, uh, well, and, and, and Dave as well, that it got a critical panning. And Joel said that he didn't think it was just. So, would you agree with that? Um, and if if not, what are the <clears throat> biggest issues that people have with this film? Uh, the biggest issue was the that it was fan service. Uh, Ebert definitely said that it was. Uh, what was it he said? Well, see, first time on the yeah, podcast, yeah. and Roger, <laughs> Roger Ebert gets yeah. a mention. People, <laughs> um, the. I watched the clip of um, someone giving uh, their review of it to Roger, and their point their point was it's for the kids. 
And then he said, well, I don't think it's for the kids. I don't even think it's for the adults that are with the kids. I think it's for no one. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't agree with that. He did say that it was marketing, and that is maybe true. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, isn't that what a lot of films are about? Yeah, Yeah, to be fair, a lot of kids' TV shows are essentially just toy commercials. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it was not quite deserved as much like the overall pattern wasn't quite as deserved as it as it could have been okay right so moving swiftly on to dave's second point yeah i'm, I'm essentially going to keep on with the same tack to be honest with you i was going to split up the morals into my second point but joel, joel mentioned it in the first one no it is a little it's a little on the nose i will admit you know i like to think kids deserve a little more credit they they can get subtlety you know disney's done it quite well in the last uh, last few years they've been able to get a subtle message across without ramming it down your throat and i you know i could just pick up another line from the film you know, uh, Meowth, when he's fighting his own clone, says we do have a lot in common, the same earth, the same air, the same sky. Maybe if we started looking at what's the same instead of what's different, well, who knows? And to me... <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do the voice for the new one. Yeah, expertly no, I, delivered. I, I better not. But it, it just seems a little on the nose, a little preachy, a little obvious, and a little condescending. It's, I think, you know, you could, you could deliver that message in a more roundabout way, the kids, and they'll still get it. They'll still get the essence of it, and they'll get the point that you're trying to make. But you're not, being, you're not annoying the adults in the room who have had to escort these kids to the film. It's, it's, it just could have been so much better. I think it's lazy script writing. And like I said before, I'm prepared to take a little on faith that maybe that was actually quite a good line um, in the original Japanese. It's just it got lost in translation. It just got clunky. It got leaden. But I, I can only give them so much credit when, the, when so much the dialogue is that way. And the bit about cloning, you know, there was some really good messages in the cloning, but it went to the completely other end of the spectrum and it got too subverse. It got too complex. Kids aren't going to understand the, uh, the, the, the essence of, of cloning and whether the moral standpoint, is this right, is this wrong? You know, it got a little too deep at that point. There was a fine line in the middle here that, that they just completely missed. They went off on one verge and then they went off on the other verge and there was nothing down the middle. And like you say, fan service is essentially what this film was. If you watch this without knowing anything about Pokemon, you're going to be completely lost. I mean, why would you have gone to see the film in the first place, I ask you? But you would have been lost, and I just think it cut out a huge part of the global market. I mean, it did quite well box office-wise. You know, the fans clearly enjoyed what they saw, but it is simply for the fans. In terms of being simply a fan of cinema or a fan of animated films, you're not going to enjoy this unless you are familiar with the franchise itself, and I think that is a flaw. Okay, thank you very much. Joel, any, any counter for that? Um, yeah, I mean, d- just quickly, like I kind of mentioned in my first point, I un- I understand completely what Dave's saying. You know, like I mentioned in my first point, if you just come into this film expecting a nice, fun cartoon, you're not going to get your money's worth. But if you come into this film, as I did at the time, um, you know, I'd been in love with the games for a long-ass time. And to see them come to life on the screen, like... You know, I mentioned it is something that the critics just cannot understand. And maybe the people who, you know, weren't in love with the franchise that they can't understand either. Um, but just something I kind of want to go into now is is the characters. Um, so, you know, I watched this film when it was released um, kind of what, like 19, 20 years ago. And I still remember the characters now, you know, remember a lot of the scenes and the plot. And obviously that's that's a good thing. I've watched so much shit in between then and I've just forgotten a lot of it. Um, so films that you can remember, especially from that age, in such detail, you know, they must have left, left a, a lasting impression on you. Um, Mewtwo, he's a genuinely menacing villain as well. It's kind of, uh, it's one of those situations where as a kid you kind of wonder, you know, how, how they're going to defeat him because he's got so much power, you know, they make him that powerful. Um and then just to quickly touch on the actors as well. Uh, obviously, Japanese uh, animation, a lot of the uh, original Japanese uh, voice actors, if you watch that version with the English subtext, are absolutely amazing. You know, whenever anybody goes for anime, it's always the Japanese version that people watch because that's what they excel in. But if you watch the English version, you know, it's still very good. All the voice actors stayed the same from the successful TV series. Uh, and they carried on their kind of highly successful performance levels here. And there's a lot of talent there, to be fair. You know, it's not just like one person plays uh, one character. There's a lot of uh, people who 
uh, portray multiple roles. Just for an example, uh, the, somebody called Eric Stewart, he played Brock, which is uh, one of Ash's friends, who's the main character. He also played James Squirtle, Weezing, Scyther, Hitman Lee, Magneton, Male Scientist, and Squirtle 2. What a true <laughs> actor. What about Male Scientist <laughs> number one or number two? Uh, who knows, Steve? <laughs> he was amazing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that just goes to show, uh, you know, the range of, of talent that, that some of these guys have got to betray, not only... Or uh, the lack of budget. <laughs> yeah. Or the lack of budget. <laughs> um, well, either or, but screw you. Uh, but you know to portray so many characters and and to do it well is uh, you know not something that everybody could do definitely um so that's really my ending point just that it's a very very memorable um you know performance by by everybody involved okay uh dave just uh, flying it back to you for a second because you didn't really mention that much about characters and cast would you argue with anything joel said um i'll just like to explain why i didn't mention characters and cast um the cast had already been assembled the, like Joel said, the TV series had already been running for some time and the cat, the voice cast had been assembled for that. So I don't know whether you can, if you want to look at the Pokemon franchise in general, you maybe want to credit the voice actors there. But in terms of this film, as an isolated moment in the, the gear that is Pokemon, I don't think you can give it too much kudos for a cast that was already assembled and in existence. Same goes for the music and the style of animation. I just, it's, it's food for thought. You know, you may disagree, but do you want to look at it as an isolated work or do you want to look at it as a whole uh, that's why i didn't mention score cast or anything like that can it not be both can it be an isolated you're, you're the judge you tell me i don't mind i'm just i'm just putting it out there okay all right well <laughs> a quick question for austin and steve then can it be both can it be a continuation of a franchise or can it and can it be its own standalone piece um and can you judge the cast the characters the music the style the score everything can you base that this particular this particular movie because i think as a whole you could do that for anything think of the marvel franchises they are all standalone uh, movies which work in their own right you don't need to know anything about people until avengers endgame potentially mm-hmm. but um but yeah but all, all them they all stand alone i think this in some regards does enough to to fill you in on on stuff i think it could be judged in its own the actual uh soundtrack isn't the same soundtrack from the um from the, the the TV series, either it's it's linked, it's the same lyrics, but it's not the same music. It's different. Um, okay. I, I think it tried to stand on its own two feet. Um, I think it could be judged on its own. Okay, uh, and Steve, a question: the story. I mean, nobody's really gone into a great amount of detail with regards to the story. Joel said it was simple but fun. Dave said, you know, it was a bit too preachy. What, what do you think as a, as a, as a story itself? I'd say as a child watching it, I quite enjoyed the story. Okay. Um, I've I've not actually seen it recently. Um, and after hearing people talk about it and watching one or two little reviews, uh, everything came flooding back uh, about the story. And it's it's good versus evil, but it's like a, an evil that you can't, you can't stop. To be honest, it's a little bit like the Martha bit at the end of Batman versus Superman, where he goes, "Oh, maybe we can all get along." Like oh, that's and how... we all know what a what a great film that was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's basically how they resolve the difference. Because otherwise, Mewtwo probably would have so what, killed everyone. So what's the? Oh, oh, no, Joel mentioned before Ash sacrifices himself, and Mewtwo oh, yeah. thinks yeah, that, yeah. that he that... jumps in in between the uh, Mew and Mewtwo fighting. And I he think gets... it's quite a poignant moment. I do as well. No, it's it's synonymous in the really? uh, in the internet world yeah in yeah, the history no, like people cry about it and stuff okay it's, it's uh, really uh, emotion emotional uh, so but was that a very emotional scene austin do you think uh first time around definitely really 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 catches you this time around maybe maybe a, maybe a little less so and i think part of it's to do with being a bit older um and seeing that already happen. yeah having seen it, i think because it's turned into a bit of a meme and because um Everything's just a little bit more cynical these days. Yeah, being older, jaded. Yeah, maybe. So, it, so it didn't have quite the same impact. But um, it, it, I think it still worked for kids as long as they are involved. As long as they get involved with the characters, which I think you can do from that short, um, that short film. I think they'd feel it, but better, more so if they were really into a um, okay. they were really into the Pokemon. Uh, they do actually get their memory wiped at the end of the film. Okay, so, oh, oh, hang on, what? So technically everything that happens in the film doesn't matter? Yeah, so you can look at it as a whole. It is part of the canon, but technically they don't remember anything 
when it goes back to the series on Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Pikachu doesn't remember crying over Ash and stuff. That sort of reminds me of, of Transformers the movie, which I absolutely loved when I was a kid. <laughs> and, Let's not go down that dark road. <laughs> no, but they killed off Optimus Prime and still go yeah. to the back to this day. But then at the very end, like in the credits rolling, it was like Optimus Prime will return next week. I'm still hoping for the same treatment for Star Wars Episode Nine. To be honest with you, <laughs> Look, you know, and I've got. Uh, actually just off topic a little bit a question for Ozzy so what happened you watched films when you were a kid so, uh, you, you must have watched this in 1999 and then did yeah. you what, stave off watching films for two decades afterwards or school happened didn't it? I, know, I met you guys in 1998 and, and my actual love of life diminished <laughs> <laughs> <Considerably>. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah fair play fair play uh, right okay so moving on to closing statements so starting with with uh, Joel. Ready? Yeah, I, oh, I am ready. Oh, actually, no, I'm not ready. Go on. I'm ready now, yeah. Sorry, I was wondering why the hell you were looking at me. Okay, go. Okay, this is a definite film for the fans. If you are a fan of Pokemon, watching the characters come to life on the screen, perform all the moves that you've been playing with on your Game Boy, on your whatever, um, is absolutely breathtaking. It's got a lot of great messages that you can take, even as an adult, really. It is very simple, but it's also very fun. And if you're a fan of Pokemon in general, then this is just something that you have to see. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Joel. Moving on. Uh, Dave, your time starts now. Yeah, you say you've not seen Pokemon, have you, Gav? I'm not familiar with it. No. This may have been a waste of my time. How <laughs> <laughs> can I believe that a franchise could be so complacent when it comes to making its feature-length debut? The film's anti-violent stance, given the very premise of Pokemon, is oddish, to say the least. <laughs> and for anyone over the age of 10, the film itself finds itself lacking any real charm and... Uh, <laughs> they took a chancy on trying to include a highbrow moral standpoint, but continued to diglet themselves into a hole that they couldn't rise out of. Ghastly execution makes for a patronizing and far-fetched story and deprives the film of any of the magic carp of the original games. The film's storyline and plot holes made me both crabby and drowsy, and the film in general filled me with polyrath. <laughs> <laughs> I did say beforehand that I know very little about Pokemon, but I did have to research what Pokemon were before this, uh, <laughs> so I could include my insults at the beginning. So I do actually know a majority of what you're on about there. Oh, uh, so well done, mate. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I do actually need uh, some deliberation, to be fair. So Austin, that quiz that you've been writing as we've been yep. recording, <laughs> can Are we have ready? it, please? Are you ready? Yes. This one I call... I choo choo choose you. <laughs> so, uh, Pokemon, much like The Simpsons, is an amazing phenomenon. It's millions of fans all around the world, possibly one of the biggest franchises ever. According to Mr. Google, and including this year's surefire hit, Detective P- Pikachu, or whatever it's called, how many movies are there in total? What, Pokemon? Pokemon movies, not total movies. How many movies have How many Pokemon movies uh, are there? Uh, two, I think. Uh, no. There's loads. I want to say nine. I was going to say eight. Eight. I'm going to go 15. Oh, 14 in total. Oh, wow. Because nice. they actually remade the first one repeatedly. But <laughs> <laughs> they... And they kept on wiping their memory at the end of it. <laughs> I think all the movies are the same movie anyway, yeah. essentially. It's yeah, just yeah, the same they, story. They fight and then yeah. they cry. And stuff. You're always going to be doomed to repeat your actions if your memory kept on wiping. Wasn't it Einstein that said, <laughs> get your memory wiped? Wasn't no. it Einstein who said, you've got to catch them all? <laughs> and there we go. Um, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, when it was uh, first released on, on the Game Boy... Um, there were two colours came out. Red and, and you blue. Know what they were? Red and blue, boom. And then a year later, it yellow. came out. And a, yes, yeah. well done. <laughs> and yellow, you could have your own Pikachu to follow you around. Mm-hmm. There we go. How many Pokemon were there at that time? 151. Well done. Yep. And you know. a piece of piss, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can any of you name the three main good guys? Gone. Ash, Ash, Ash Misty and Brock. Brock. Misty and Brock, that's right. And Eddie Brock is a freelance photographer from the Marvel franchise. <laughs> yes. and, uh, I'm in for something here. He was also a victim of a botched science experiment in 2018's hit movie Venom. Was it hit? Did we put, <laughs> it, did we put it on the hit list? Oh, uh, did we? Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, what year did he first appear in the Marvel comics? Oh, oh shit. 19... 
1981. Oh, so close, guys. 1988. <coughs> which is also the Ooh. year of another famous anime movie from the renowned Studio Ghibli, which is also about a fantastical animal friend. And my neighbor any- Toratoro. Yeah, well done. Oh, my nice. neighbor Totoro. And um, my neighbor Totoro, Studio Ghibli, they also have a fantastic um, sort of worldwide uh, franchise and, and sales pitch through to everyone. They make lots and lots of money um, and they have cards for their things. You remember back in 1998 and 99, there were Pokemon cards. There were. To the nearest $10. Can any of you tell me how much a Pikachu common card is worth? Now. Now. This is bringing back right this this second. $320. What is the cheapest I could buy a Pikachu? I'm going to say $30. Thirty dollars. I hope Gab's right because I own one of them. So I'd say I'm going to tell you it is higher than thirty dollars. Sixty. I'm going to tell you it is higher than sixty. Is it two hundred dollars? I'm going to tell you it is considerably higher than thirty, sixty, and two hundred dollars. Three seven hundred and sixty. Three thousand dollars. I'm going to say it's higher than three thousand dollars. What? Five thousand. I'm going to say it's higher than five thousand (laughs) dollars. Steve's getting ready. Yeah. Steve's getting ready to pack <laughs> up and go home yeah. now and go on eBay. So a Pikachu 016093 from the common uh, thing is worth six thousand oh dollars. Wow! Is that from price. the first editions? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh so. my god, <laughs> Steve! You could buy at least sixty thousand <laughs> of those shit beanie so hats it, that you wear. <laughs> It is a true story for you. So I I obviously collected Pokemon cards and I had like n- nearly all of them, like including all the extremely rare ones. And they were in a tub in the bottom of my wardrobe, probably today worth, I reckon, about 50 grand, maybe more. And my mom took them to a charity shop. Oh, oh no. That's what happens when you leave home and leave shit behind <laughs> she, thought, she just thought it was shit, but they had magical powers. <laughs> Mag- magical monetary powers. <laughs> Could have paid for your wedding. For no. a bit of it. <laughs> My God. All right, well... Uh, I don't speak to her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much, uh, Joel. you Mrs. Robinson. We do love you, really. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, yeah, this has been a tough one, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I, I think that... Uh, someone just knock over a drink on, on, my, on my floor. That's all good, then. It's okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's quite difficult because I can see a lot of what, what Dave was saying, to be fair. I, I mean, it, it does sound a little bit, uh, you know, a bit of a simple story that is maybe a bit too on the nose, maybe a bit too preachy uh, for, for its audience especially. Uh, and it does sound like a bit of a cash grab, the fact that it is just marketed solely towards Pokemon fans. But then again, I think that it's a, it's a film for Pokemon fans. You know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, shouldn't necessarily be for anybody else. I mean, it's great if other people can enjoy it. That means that when you take your kid who's a Pokemon fan, you can sit there and have a good time as well. But it is for Pokemon fans. And what you were saying about it not being sort of its own story so you'd have to kind of have some sort of knowledge of pokemon before going into it i'm not really that asked about that either because i do think that it is a continuation of a series so it shouldn't have to spend x amount of minutes at the beginning explaining everything that fans already know because essentially it is for those fans but then again somebody did mention the fact that they all have their memories wiped at the very end of it and that really fucked me off um <laughs> i just think that is so fucking lazy sorry joel <laughs> well done steve um, where's alex <laughs> Okay, so yeah, this has been a difficult one, but I think I think I'm going to place it on the hit list. Yeah. I mean, even with the cop out ending, which I think is just ridiculous, I, I do agree with some of the things Dave was saying. But overall, I, I agree with Joel there. You know, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. It doesn't have to have the best animation or new songs or new cast. It is essentially a film version of a beloved TV series. And, you know, just as long as the fans of that TV series enjoy it, then that's all really should matter, really. Um, okay, so let's find out some honest, genuine opinions here. Um, 
Dave, did you hate it as much as you were saying? Uh, not really. I don't think I made up any points, but I did over-egg how much they might matter. Um, I, I missed the boat on this one. I didn't see it first time around in the late 90s. I, I watched it for the first time just the other day. Um, this was not meant for me, either in age or in being a fan of the Pokemon series. It, it, I missed the boat on this one massively. So I fully appreciate that I'm not this film's target audience and it hit its mark with the target audience. The box office figures speak for themselves. They achieve what they set out to do and you've also got to judge it at the time of which it came out. Pokemon was on the crest of a wave and they, they didn't have to do a great deal. You know, they still succeeded with, you know, reasonable effort. You know, it's it's not terrible, but it is very much for the fans. It is very much for kids, neither of which are me. So, uh, <laughs> so although I didn't love it, I fully appreciate the decision. Okay, and Joel, did you enjoy it as much as you said you did? Um, you know what, I've seen this film twice. The first time I watched it at the cinema, like 20 years ago, and the other day for this. So I can remember watching it as a kid and being a little bit disappointed, to be honest. Um, it's great, like, watching Pokemon fight and stuff, but I just didn't find it super exciting, like the TV show. I, I used to watch all the time. I'd watch them on repeat, like, constantly. Um, and obviously I loved the whole franchise, but the movie for me just kind of lacked that little bit of magic. So it, it probably speaks volumes that I've only watched it twice and I was a, you know, I was, I was a, a big fan back then. But I think it's on the right list. I think it was definitely made for Pokemon fans and Pokemon fans enjoyed it. But um, Except for that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just missing something for you. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just missing something. Um, you know, like I say, the, I've only watched it twice. That's definitely, uh, like, some, you know, standout point for me. Okay, uh, right. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was Crossroads, which scored 3.4 out of 10, which is disgusting. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. We didn't do it. 3.4 out of 10 on IMDb. That's the whole everyone's thing, is it? Or is that just... Uh, yeah, okay. Well, you, if you want to go with the Metacritic score, which is critics and audience, at 27 out of 100. So I know, I know Pokemon was pretty bad on Metacritic. I think it's like low 30s, I want to say. But IMDb, I'm going to guess about 5 or 6. 5 or yeah. 6. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say marginally higher than Crossroads. Yeah, I'm going to say higher as well. I reckon higher as well. Okay, yeah, so it's marginally higher on Metacritic, 35 out of 100, and it's significantly higher on IMDb, 6.1 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Okay, so once again, I put a poll up on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list Pokemon the first movie should be placed on. This was our toughest one yet. We had quite a lot of votes, to be fair, but there was no clear winner, 50-50. Oh, so, really? Yeah, really? that's the wow. first time it's wow. ever happened. Our audience were completely undecided. And well, then, is the poll still up? It's, <laughs> it has closed, I'm afraid, oh, Steve. No. But maybe if people would have known that they got their memories wiped at the end of it, <laughs> maybe that's what's happened here. Maybe yeah, everyone just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and before we adjourn the case, it's time for a little caption contest. So what I do here is I take a snippet of the film, take a screenshot and ask our friends and followers on Twitter to provide a caption with the best and funniest one, winning a chocolatey frog-shaped treat. And we decided last week that it is frog-shaped, Joel, so screw you. <laughs> I've had one since. I can understand where you're coming from, but there is a definite outline of a frog's head. Just go and microwave your Nutella, would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the scene here is it's sort of like Squirtle pointing off in the distance, I suppose, while Ash looks like he's about to either get ready for a battle or break out into dance. Also, um, what's the one with the bulb on his back? But Bulbasaur, is it? Yeah. 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 He's, well he's, he's there as well, just having a laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you guys have just got to pick the funniest one, starting with, hey, Bulbasaur. I could have just fucking read that, couldn't I? Instead of guessing. <laughs> hey, Bulbasaur, watch me punch this squirtle right in the mouth. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, squirtle, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is, let's do the hokey pokey. <laughs> uh, next one, go squirtle. Show them what the shell we're made of. Okay, I'll get this one. The Pokemon Titanic Appreciation Society was laboring under severe budgetary constraints. <laughs> so it does look like Squirtle is doing the famous sort of Titanic <laughs> yeah. pose. Uh, and the last one is, go Billy Shelliot. Show them that it's okay to dance. <laughs> okay, so what, what are you thinking, guys? I'm going to go Billy Shelliot. Oh, yeah, I'll go with that one. I'm going to go for the pun one. 
pun. The raw puns. <laughs> the raw, most number number two, I want to say it was. To let, let's do the hokey cokey. No, number three. Ghost Squirt will show them what this shell we're yeah, made of. Okay, right. Uh, Stay, decide and vote. Uh, oh, I was going to pick the first one. <laughs> oh, if you pick the first one, then it's it. it two, well, the two. poll is fifty-fifty, so it only makes sense that no one should win this. <laughs> right, screw you guys. I'm going with the. Uh, are we friends? The podcast. Go, Billy Shelley. It's shown that it's okay to dance. Congratulations, you've just won yourselves. Hey, flippity Freddo. Just before we call it a day, we wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends, The Contrarians. Uh, we've mentioned them here before. Uh, basically, it's just a very, very fun show hosted by two friends, Alex and Julio. They, they kind of do something similar to what we do. They play devil's advocate to a wide range of movies. They often rip into widely respected classics and they praise widely panned flops. Uh, so essentially what we did for Crossroads um, and what Joel did for The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, last year they reviewed nothing but John Travolta movies for some reason. For the entire year? No, no. Uh, oh, for a oh, one. No, for, uh, sorry, the uh, Summer of Travolta. Oh, really? oh nice. Oh, that sounds yeah. brilliant. So I think it was about like eight or nine John Travolta films. Did someone was... like kidnap the family? <laughs> <laughs> Just reviewed John, John Travolta for eight months. <laughs> and, like, and to be fair, they, they did some decent John Travolta films. Like uh, they did Blow Out, I think. And Just they... Face Off eight times. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they did review some shit ones as well. Like. But they also had to, a, an award ceremony at the end of it called the Travoltis, which is very hilarious. So I'd definitely check out that one as well. Um, yeah, so basically you can check them out on iTunes and a whole host of other podcasting platforms and on their website, wearethecontrarians.com. And why not give them a follow on Twitter, at Contrarian Prime. Okay, so our next film on trial has not been picked out of the hat at random, but it has been picked out of my own skull, metaphorically and literally. That's right. It's my turn to put a film on trial, and I've, I've gone for an easy one, right. to be honest. I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> no, no, no I, I, have, I have picked what I consider to be a high-quality movie, and it is the 1992 horror classic Candyman. Okay. Okay. okay, so I, I picked this. The reason that I picked it was because I think it's not only a scary, blood-soaked horror masterpiece. You had fond memories of watching it as a child. I did have fond memories <laughs> yeah, of watching of it as a child, did. Joel, yeah. When I first sat down to watch this when I was five, I remember thinking, <laughs> this is great. Didn't you watch The Thing when you were really young as well? Yeah, and that's why it's my favourite movie of all yeah, time, yeah, man. You know, like, you never forget your first time watching The Thing, especially when you're four years old. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that again after... We were talking about it. It is an amazing film. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Steve. John Carpenter, if you're listening, that's, <laughs> that's all you need right there, yeah, Tom. Yeah. Just that one guy. <laughs> so, uh, I, so I also picked it because I think it's a good commentary on race, class, and um, what am I trying to say? Horror. Sexism, generally. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Guys with hooks for hands. <laughs> <laughs> candy. So sweet, sweet candy. <laughs> so it's a great commentary on race, class, and gender. The plight of honeybees. And the plight <laughs> oh, yeah. of honeybees, which I think are probably in more of a plight after that film because I imagine a lot of them probably died. I mean, I don't want to say that. Uh, and that sounds like it's a bad point. Forget that this bad point. Prosecution <laughs> over. Okay. Uh, and, seriously, seriously, you think it deals with some real good... Uh, uh, yeah, I do, I do. Genuinely good topics. And also, it's based on a short story written by Clive Barker that was set in our home city of Liverpool. So, oh, really? very, yeah. very good. Uh, so, um, anyway, I picked the film, so I will be acting as the defence, but all of the other roles have been picked at random, and they are prosecution. It's going to be Austin. In the role of character, witnesses are going to be Joel and Dave, meaning that the role of judge will go to Alex. And who knows, maybe Steve will come back. Um, but maybe not if he sells that Pokemon card. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never see him again. That's the first yeah. thing I'm going to do. When he I'm will have home. moved to Spain by this time next week. So if this is written in Liverpool, do you reckon it's the same Candyman that we used to have in, in my school, that if you put all the taps on and said, <laughs> said Candyman three times in the mirror, he'd come out the toilets? And, uh, no, no. Know, that, different guy. Was that, that guy's been arrested. That was Trevor. <laughs> that was just Trevor. Don't worry about him. Uh, so, he had a van. He was yeah. nice. It, the short story was apparently um, written on a true life um, crime that happened in this very house <laughs> 15 years yeah. ago. So just remember that next time you try and fucking knock over a piece of <laughs> furniture <laughs> on my newly wallpapered wall there, Austin. Uh, so, it, Joel? <laughs> both of you, both of you, sleep with one eye open tonight because the candy man's going to get you. It's <laughs> just a gap with a bag over his head. <laughs> if he does, you'll be sorry, mate. <laughs> it's not his hooked hand that you need to be worrying about. 
anyway, thank you to everyone who nearly made an entire podcast episode without referencing. No, you didn't. You didn't. You did it at the very first. Yeah, right sentence. at the beginning. Did I? Yeah, with the pokeballs. Listen, I, I, I forgot about that. I, I could have. I could have made countless things about Squirtle, you know. But I, I decided. So let's wrap this one up. See you next week. Right. Well, thank you to everyone who's listened. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your Pokemon. Pokemon. What's the plural? Pokemon. 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 I don't know what it is. It's like sheep. It's a. Uh, it's. it's uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's alright. Oh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, to tell your own Pokemon. Poke- I just want to like say Pokemon. Yeah. Fish. Sexist. Pokemon. Pokemon. people. Right. Pokemon. Pokemon, that sounds like a porn parody waiting to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> Pokemonies. Anyway, just spread the warm love that is Films on Trial in as many ears as possible. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Film Trials. Check out our fantastic graphic artist, Winston Sang, while you're there, at the underscore quirks. Also check out our website, filmsontrial.co.uk, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for weekly content. Thank you very much, guys. Pokemon is a hit, and we'll be in your ears next week with Candyman. Goodbye. Goodbye.